Okay, go ahead. Welcome everybody to Is a Debate. Basically, we're a group of friends who loves to argue. And then we sat down one day and said, this needs to be recorded. Okay. Now the only thing is our FaceTime scuttles. We don't get to choose, unlike our FaceTime scuttles, we don't get to choose which side you argue. Okay. So this week we're looking into, can you separate the artist from the art? Okay. So we're going to go around and introduce ourselves. Hey everybody. It's Alana. Hey guys, it's Alex. Hey y'all, it's Christy. It's Lindsay. Beans, beans. And last but not least, Tiani. <laughs> <laughs> First off, we're gonna uh, pass it to Alana with our hot topic. Well, guys, this week's hot topic, which I almost forgot, because I was like, why is she passing me the mic? <laughs> <laughs> this week's hot topic, what are your red flags? Everybody on social media, starting with Black Twitter, has been throwing these red flags around. And so I want everyone in this room to go around and say what their red flags are. Starting with Tana. <laughs> gotta get ready, stay, stay ready. Literally was hoping that you would not follow me first. And you made um, eye contact, so. But a red flag for me would be not knowing what vacation Bible school is. If I said BBS <laughs> and they said, what's a BBS? I would probably be like, yeah. <laughs> Not knowing what vacation Bible school is. <laughs> I think it's a I respect it. I, that's random, but I respect right? it. Flag on the play. Because <laughs> anybody could say that they are practicing. Anybody could say they know themselves. But if you don't know what BBS is, you're not true. You're not true. You're not true to the game. <laughs> ah, Lord have mercy. Um, who else is ready for theirs before I call them? Um, I have a petty one. I don't know. This is just a personal pet peeve, red flag. Um, but in dating, if when we first start texting and you ask me to send you a picture, that's a red flag. I have Instagram. Don't ask me to send you a picture. And that's maybe petty, but I hate it. Send me a picture is definitely I'll immediately flag on the play. Yeah. Don't do that. Okay, but what about people that ask for pictures but we met on a dating app? There's literally six pictures it's of only me pictures. right there. <laughs> So, you, so yeah, and, and then they try to get cute, like send me a pic so I can save it as your contact. Nigga, I don't even have your name saved. No, like, no, no. I don't even know you. I don't know you. Right. I Instagram with curated pictures. Right. Not sending you one. So that's who else got one. So not from personal experience, but just to throw it out there. But um, <laughs> yes, disclaimer. <laughs> clarify. Um. Talking with somebody, but they won't let you meet any of their friends or family. Mm. That's a good one. That is. You gotta have some friends. <laughs> Hello. Mm. What is a red flag? Tiani, I'm still thinking. So you. Go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. So my red flag is 
and, and I don't know if I'll say it to the point where it makes sense, but some people ask you what you do because they're, they, they let that determine how much they're going to respect you. And, and I've had it happen. Like, and you can tell when, you know, Hey, what you do? Oh, I'm a teacher. Oh, what made you do that? You know, that that's a red flag. That's a, that's the thing in Atlanta. I noticed like asking what you do and where you live. Mm. like depending on where you live oh you know what I mean like people judge your com- their conversation with you based on those two things so mm-hmm. I think like Atlanta get your nose out your ass okay mm-hmm. but you know what's funny about that I almost want you to because if that's the kind of person you are then I want to weed you out at the beginning show mm-hmm. me yeah mm-hmm. I almost right. want you to ask me because if your response is that then we only do this no way there um okay mine two one two i'm going to vacation bible school (laughs) there's too much ketchup on my fries three different words i was like two No, um, okay. poor, I'm so poor confused. Grammar. Right, I'm so confused because I, I can't explain that. It's a grammar. I was confused too because she said one, two, and then she gave her examples, and then she said three different words because the number. People okay. knowing so the difference two, between one, two, 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 and two. Yeah, uh, yeah. She just gave uh, you three that's what examples. She's saying. You're not knowing the difference. <laughs> yeah. I thought you had two, no. two things. Yeah. Okay, I'll three. In case someone's Same. not following, please have good grammar. Dang, so Paige, you wouldn't yeah, it was about I missed that one. No, at, <laughs> when she first said one, two, I thought she had two red flags. I did. But I mean, when I she did as said well, two, too. I thought. But Maybe. then when she oh, oh. went into her second two example, it mm-hmm. So anyway, mm-hmm. poor grammar is too multiple much. red flags. Well, my red flag, and this is with dating, mm-hmm. if you. You always say good morning and what you're doing. That's it. That's the conversation. Mm. For the day. For the day. Yeah. Please get off yeah. my phone. Thank you. Good morning, beautiful. Good morning, beautiful. What you doing? That one sounds like from a school. W-I-D. W-I-D. Do you get a whole what are you doing? No. Or do you get a W-I-D. W-I-D. With no follow-up. Right. No follow-up. Why did you want to know what I was doing? Right. Do you have no some plans for me? Correct. Yeah. And what you doing between the hours of seven thirty and three thirty? I'm at work. work. Like it's a Monday through Friday. What is you? What are you doing? What are you doing? Is somebody telling you they want to go Dutch a red flag? When. No, you wouldn't mind dating somebody and y'all consistently going Dutch? Not consistently going Dutch. No. (laughs) If it's the first time. Mm -hmm. First date, it's like, yeah, okay. But if it's consistently. I was going to say. If they ask you again at any point in the dating past the first date, is it a red flag? That goes for anybody. Because if one of my girlfriends, if we went out to dinner, like usually it's just like, we can get separate checks, but I'm not going to be that person who's like, 
I didn't order that. I didn't order a drink. Like, so dislike, and obviously I'm married, so I dislike going out with friends and we don't just either one person's coming in the check and like you got me next time, or we both just stick our cards in and they split it down the middle. I don't like people who are like, um, separate checks. Now, if you give me separate check, like if, if, the, if the restaurant can do separate checks, I'm okay mm-hmm. with separate check, but I'm not going to go through and calculate tax mm-hmm. for every That's what individual I mean. person. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. If the server brings you, brings the check to the table though, and hasn't already separated it, separated it, that's annoying too. Like, just put your card in it. <laughs> Like don't don't send it back and make them separate the check. Yes. I think that's unnecessary. Yeah. Unless I'm ordering shots all night, yeah. you know what I mean. And you don't, don't be weird about it. That, don't be weird about it. It doesn't have to be like. And let's be clear. At this point friend. in my life, I'm only going out with people who are my friend friends. Right. And that's, that's why true. I feel this way. So it's not like I'm going out to dinner with like a bunch of strangers. That's true. That's true. Well, Christy, did um, you know? Yeah, did Christy I, know? Christy, you did? <laughs> I'm like, second. Oh. Oh. Can, I, can I submit one more? Can I submit one more to the audience? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course. The one I would like to submit to the audience, in addition to Vacation Bible Schools, is I am very weary about nice cars. I don't know what it is, but when I see someone drive a really nice, flashy car, for me, it's like, that's the easiest thing to go in debt on. That is the easiest thing to flex on. So it's like, whenever I see somebody with a super nice car, it's not that I'm trying to be a hater. I'm always just like. Now, can they have it and not, and just, can they have it and not bring it up all the time? Yeah, like, go ahead. Go ahead. It's not even about the, 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 uh, the verbal flex it's yeah it's not about the flexing it's just that you know if I were to be dating I would want to make sure that I'm dating someone who has similar financial priorities as me Mm -hmm. and it's easy to get way over your head and debt on a car and like that's great for you and that's your financial priority but like that's not my financial priority so that would just be like something I would think about, you know, mm-hmm. it would just be like, interesting. So it's only a red flag if you were dating and it's the opposite sex or whoever you, whatever your preference is, <laughs> if it's that person with a flashy car, that's the only time it's a red flag. Sometimes I'm not even going to lie. Like if I go over like a worker's house or blah, 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 I'd be checking out the cars in your driveway and I'd be like, because it's just a good indication of like how people spend their money. You know what I mean? Yeah, just right. kind of like, I don't know. Cars is just like a good indicator of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Anyway. That's that peep game stuff. Yeah. That I've talked about before. Mm-hmm. People don't guess, tell you about their finances, but you can, you can see. I, I guess I know like certain cars are expensive just depending on the brand. But like what I did not know was so expensive are Jeeps and pickup trucks mm-hmm. and that's those are the two that i was just like what that's why i'm weary <laughs> about the flashy car thing because living in texas those young guys get souped up pickup trucks that can cost upwards to seventy thousand dollars more 
or more, you that's know. What so that's why. You see that's that's one thing mind, that shocked me. In my mind, that's a flashy car, and you know, right. John loves cars, so well, he John always cars, knows yeah. what a car costs. Right. So I can always right. be like, John, how much would that one cost? And right. Like, right. That's a hundred thousand dollar car, and then I can just be like, hmm, interesting. It's only right, but John can be your litmus test. I can't like look at somebody's car unless it's like. A Maserati, and I'm like, oh, you got money. Like, I am not the person to dictate what's expensive or not. That's why I said, like, between pickup trucks and Jeeps, those were to me shocking because I was like, I'm sorry, why do you want this much money for XYZ? But whatever. Mm-hmm. No judgment. You can have a nice car, but I will be like, you know how people do zillowing houses? Yes. I'll be checking that's, I'm, I'm the Zillow house person. Like I'll pull in your neighborhood. This is the first time I'm coming to visit you. I'm on Zillow. I'm on, I'm Zillow. on Zillow. Sorry, I'm on. So does that same the comps? Does that same energy go into people with expensive homes? Um, yes and no. But like I said, it's just easier to go in over your head on a car than it is on a home. But you also don't know. I think it's key to see how long they have the car because it could be a lease. It could yeah. be like it People doesn't necessarily, but but that's your opinion, right? But for me, I don't use that as far as like how they do their finances because I've learned when you have flashy cars, you probably don't own it. And so uh, I know like most rich people, they say to lease a car anyway. Uh, you should because it depreciates as soon as you drive it off the lot. But you know, yeah, I've heard that. But I, I mean, I think, go ahead. It's not about comparing it to the, uh, or like looking at somebody's house in, I mean, that could be kind of a red flag if it doesn't match the rest of their lifestyle, right? So it's like, if somebody has one thing that's $100,000 and the rest of their life doesn't make sense in terms of finances, like, okay, so you're house poor, like that's not cool either. Um, so I, I think that all goes into it. Mm-hmm. Like, what if I one is I paid off all my debt and all of my major expenses are basically not mortgage you know what I mean like because I don't have to funnel that money into other things I'm willing to get the house that I want because one I got approved for it and two like my income is flexible where I'm not funneling money to this debt this debt this debt and a mortgage I'm just funneling that money to mortgage you know what I mean or vice versa for a car this is me totally being judgmental. My nosy ass is still gonna be like, I wonder how I want to get that house. Well, no, I'm definitely <laughs> that again, I'm that person because so there was this young couple who bought my um my in-laws house and the amount of money that they sold it for, um, I'm just thinking about like, okay, I'm comparing it to another young couple, i.e. me and Van. And I'm like, yeah, damn, like this is their first home one. It's not like they built equity into another house and then are rolling it plus whatever they saved. Like this is their very first home. You know what I mean? Like putting that down payment on who had money, i.e. parents who passed it along or, you know what I mean? Like what investments did y'all make? That's the type of thinking that I have when I notice people buying truly, truly expensive homes in Atlanta, metropolitan area. But anyway, okay. Thank you for the red flag. (laughs) Passing it back to our host. Okay, so this week, again, we are discussing, can you separate the art from the artist? 
So starting with, it can be separated, will be Alex, and then we will move over to Lindsay saying that it cannot be separated. Alex, take right. a Um, Y'all bear with me, because I am reading some of this, because that's the only way I can remember this. Um, before I start, I do want to make the disclaimer that in this discussion, I in no way, shape, or form in condoning or agreeing with the behavior of said artists and what they may or may not have done, okay? I'm presenting an argument, but I do not agree with their behavior, okay? So I'm gonna put that out there. All right, so I am arguing that you can separate the art from the artist, okay? So let's take a step back and let's get to know some definitions. So we look at art as something that stimulates an individual. It stimulates our thoughts, our emotions, our beliefs, and ideas through our senses, you know, our eyes, our ears, maybe something we smell, that's how we look at art. And the idea of art is that we experience it, okay? We're experiencing something that's been put in the world and that's been created by an individual or a group of individuals. Um, and typically it's selling us some dream, this vision is selling us a story, a line, something, um, whether that vision and story is true, realistic, whether it invokes a feeling of sadness or happiness, we're buying into this experience by enjoying this art form, okay? And with an experience, we're able to separate the reality of that experience, that story, um, from what's maybe real life, okay? And in a lot of these cases, you know, when we're looking at movies and TV shows, the people who are portraying these um, characters, they're putting on this mask to give you, to, to exude the vision of the storyline, to exude these characters, okay? These artists are performers. Okay, they're wearing a mask and they're presenting to you something for your enjoyment and they're putting on a performance. So once they take that mask off, they re-enter the reality, the experience is over. And now we've gone back to who that person is. Um, reality takes over and the story changes. And so one thing I think to note with this conversation is that when we're talking about separating the art form from the artist, really I think what we're looking at is separating the art form from the performer that is creating this art or this story that we've seen, okay? Um, and so this whole idea of separating the art and the art form is something that was started back in the early 20th century. Um, and it started originally with evaluating like poetry, okay? And they were trying to find this method to evaluate poetry, almost like a science, okay? So we wanna allow this art form to stand alone in itself, take away all traces of the individual self from what they have created, their art form, okay? And so with that, the ideal and the theory is that the only thing that should matter when we're experiencing these work of arts is the art itself. We go into these movies, we watch TV shows to experience, you know, typically a reality that may or may not be ours. You know, we're throwing ourselves into these, you know, epic movies, these epic scenarios. We're listening to these ballads, you know, these, um, elaborate storylines that are maybe displayed in a song or um, whatever the case is. We're doing it as a lot of times as an escape or as something to use to express how we feel. And at the end of the day, what we're looking at is the art form. Now, when you look at the person who's created the art, they are again, putting on a performance. Once they step out of that performance lane and they go back to them themselves, that's no longer a concern of ours. That's no longer the art, okay? And so I think with that being said, there is a line that can be drawn between the art, the artist, 
and the performance they're doing and the person who is behind that mask and putting on this performance. That's not what we're concerned about. That's not what we're experiencing as the consumer, as the, um, the fan, whatever. We're experiencing their art, their artistry, not their lifestyle. Okay, that's my opening. Beautiful. Uh, Lindsay? All right. So I am arguing that you cannot separate the art from the artist. And I'm going to read as well. All right. <laughs> and normally this becomes a very hot topic when a scandal breaks out. Can we separate the art from the artist? We cannot. Art is a personal expression of one's perspective of the world. So whether you're an actor, a comedian, a singer, your personal experiences are brought out in the art that you produce that we, the audience, love. It's so personal that they cannot be separated from the work that they create. This is not to say that their art isn't good, but we have to recognize their background and flaws. When we stream their music or we watch their movies, we are supporting this person uh, with their work that they present and their personal life. They're earning money. And so if you're streaming an artist's um, product, you are helping them. And it's really saying that, hey, hmm, yes, you did this, but that's all right. I'm going to jam to your tunes anyway. We must... <laughs> We must understand that the art and artists are a package deal, okay? And just some examples are, you have, well, I'm gonna say the names, Chris Brown. Uh, he was an artist, great artist. We didn't really know what was going on in his personal life until a scandal broke out. And we learned that he was abusive. So now, especially being a woman, do I stream his music? Do, do I support what he's done? Am I saying, yes, we support you. Yeah. But when I'm listening to his stuff, it's putting money in his pockets. You have Bill Cosby, a comedian. Things came out. I grew up watching the Cosby show. Is it still my favorite TV show? Yes. But do I have to acknowledge what has been said and what has been done? Yes, I do have to acknowledge that. Okay. And not only as a personal consumer, the things that artists do impact the money that they make as well. Chris Brown, huge deals taken off the table from him. Okay. Now you have another person, R. Kelly. I'm not sure if his music is still on Apple Music, but I know on Pandora, some things still pop up. Am I gonna skip to the next song? Or am I still gonna believe I can fly? Okay. So these are the things we have to think about when we are still supporting artists who have done things, okay? I want you to leave with this. 
Their personal experiences are come out in the things that they do. Um, and so we have to be able to recognize their flaws and understand that they are a package deal. So the next time you hear a song by an artist that you used to love, just think about it. That's it. Are we still out of belief I can fly? <laughs> this is my turn. Yes. I don't think okay. the Girl Scouts are singing that anymore. <laughs> I don't think so either. Okay. Um, so taking into what Lindsay said, um, she made some valid points. And I think anyone who saw the topic of the discussion knew that certain individuals were going to get brought up, i.e. Sir Robert Kelly. Um, <laughs> somebody who has a very scandalous personal life, personal background, and all these things. Um, and as I was doing research into this topic, this has become a big, you know, topic of discussion and, you know, whether we can separate this. One thing I realized is that, you know, when we're looking at these artists, these, these creators and what they create in a lot of instances with some of them, a lot of who they are is in their art. That's a, that's something that Lindsay brought up. So R. Kelly, for example, wrote questionable songs. He wrote questionable lyrics, you know, blurring lines of consent, talking about underage sex. These things were all a part of his songs. Not all of them, but these things were a part of some of his songs. Age ain't nothing but a number. Yeah. Um, my mind is telling me no, but my body says yes. You know, it's a consent issue. Um, another example, Woody Allen. I'm going to tell you now, I don't know that I've seen any Woody Allen movies. Maybe, maybe not. But it has been said a lot of who Woody Allen is, because he was in a lot of his movies, a lot of the way his characters were developed are mirrored to who he was. Mm -hmm. Now I'm saying all these things and you might think I'm going against my own discussion, but the point I'm bringing is that in a lot of these instances, it's not so much about separating the artist from the artist, but maybe we never should have supported the art in the beginning because it wasn't necessarily just the artist who was problematic, the art in itself was problematic. The songs were problematic, the movies were problematic, so while the artist is a part of that, maybe we should have started at the beginning. Mm. Now on the flip side of that, let's look at this kind of in the reverse scenario. We have Leonardo DiCaprio, America's favorite young white man. And no, I'm not saying Leonardo is problematic by any means, but <laughs> I do believe we all do remember a nice movie called Django Unchained in which Leonardo played a raging lunatic I believe he was a slave owner, very racist. And he played it very, very well, very well. Almost to the you know feeling of, is this who he is? But no, he was playing a role. He was doing a performance. He was giving us art. That does not make us feel that now Leonardo is a raging racist lunatic. No, he was playing a role. Let's take another one. Sir Samuel L. Jackson, who in that very same movie played a very racist Uncle Tom black man, okay? He hated Negroes, hated us all. And that's not the first time he's played a role like that. Do we now think that Samuel L. Jackson is an actual Uncle Tom? No, he's playing a performance. He's putting on art for him. And so it's in these situations that, you know, even instances, we talk about power, which a show I've only watched a little bit. Whatever that young man is, that, that little boy in the movie, 
you know, there was talks like when he came out of the show and he'd be seen in real life, people were like approaching him like you was you was bad and all this stuff. Another instance, you have to separate his art, his performance from who he is as a person. It's not the same. And so these are instances where I say these people are not necessarily their characters or the art or the performance that they put on. And in instances where they are displaying who they are in their art, that's a wholly different topic. So that's my, my wrap up. Um, okay. So <laughs> to go against that, because I was going to say that Alex said everything I needed to say. Um, <laughs> you do, I mean, you cannot, there is still no way to separate the art from the artist. Okay, and what's that saying is, I'm, we're not talking about what they represent on a fictional TV show. We're talking about what they're doing in their personal life, uh, impacting how we now view them in their personal, uh, how we now view them not just as an artist, but as a person as well. And so it is a disservice if we do not acknowledge the artist as uh, an everyday human who has flaws and biases, especially when it comes to the larger scandals at hand, okay? And it's not to say that, oh, they can't run a red light. Once if they run a red light, whoops. We're talking about huge instances where they have either uh, talked about race, been racial, they have said things negatively about women. They have abused people. Those are the type of things we're talking about coming out. Um, and that is why we cannot separate the artist from the art. Well, okay, ladies, this was, this was a fight. Not a fight. <laughs> no, no oh, this, is, this is really, really good. Um, so now we're going to go around with everyone in vote. I'm going to go in order of what I see on my screen. So we will start with you, Alana. All right. So closing arguments had me a little confused. I had to look back and see who was arguing the affirmative versus the negative. Um, so I walked in saying, no, you cannot separate the art from the artist. But I think, oh, I'm just voting. I'm sorry. Um, I vote for Alex. Okay. I, I felt the explanation coming out. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I forgot. Just vote. My bad, y'all. Alex. Christy Bell. Um, I'm going to go for Alex. T. I am also going to uh, vote Alex. Dang. Alex. <laughs> you know? Alex. Okay. Alex, you are the winner. Okay, let's open up this discussion. Can we uh, pause? But I also first? think that oh, she came at the question from a different way than, like she, like because I think you focused on actors and saying that their art and when they're acting 
it's not necessarily them. So I didn't look at it that way. Mm-hmm. But I think that's how she got my vote because that's how she got my I vote. can't I can't look at an actor and say just because you acted in this role you are not this person in real life and do the same for music or somebody who paints or you know what I mean like based on her argument I can't just pick a genre of artist and say yeah I can separate them in this instance but not in this instance so when I was doing my research on this and trying to find a um I and for the record I I don't really have an answer of which way I go yeah and I think that so this question has become really popular in the light of R. Kelly. Um, that's what's like really brought this about and situations like Chris Brown um, and what they've done. And as I was doing research, you know, this is not the first time that people have thought, looked at, you know, people's art form and who they are as a person. You look at Woody Allen, um, you look at, I forgot what that white man, big producer Weinstein um, and a lot of what he did and who he was. And um, Johnny Depp, that's another one, you know, he was found to be um, domestically abusing his girlfriend, I think. That was no. false. No. Right, you know, but what my point is, is that, so there were situations where he was accused of domestic abuse. Uh-huh. And so everyone wanted to cancel his art. And so it's not just a music thing. People take, you know, you know, this person as a human was accused, whether true or not, of something. So now we want to, you know, now we're not going to support the art form. And so I think what I was trying to um, show was that, again, I don't agree or disagree. I'm not really sure where I fall in this, but you know, at some point there has to be some separation of between of what they did. Now, I think it's everyone's right of whether you wanna to continue to support them, but I think in the, the general con- consensus of that question, you have to be able to separate what their art was and who they are, because there are instances on the flip. So, like another question, I Neither mean, like Bill Cosby, huh? You didn't, I said even like when you think about Bill Cosby, right? So you look at like art, like when I when you're talking, because I'm still confused on the the answer to the question, because Bill Cosby display he was an act, well he's a comedian slash actor, he displayed a positive role model on TV, yet. He's an artist, mm-hmm. yet in his life, he was abusing women. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm not condoning any of no, this. No, 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 I'm not. And I'm not saying that you're condoning. I'm still trying to understand how we were to answer the question. What I, I guess from, your art, go ahead, sorry. Um, I guess the thing that stuck out with Alex said for me was, um, that point kind of goes to separating so like if if you're going to separate the art from the the artist it was a role to be played to be a um successful black positive family man Mm -hmm. that was a role to be played by bill cosby whether he is that in real life or not where and then Right. So that was his performance of this, um, of this art, of this role, where, where we find out all the, um, you know, charges, then we later find out the charges against him and find out that 
what he was portraying in this role is not possibly how he was walking in his everyday life. But so, um, mm-hmm. so to me, it's like, okay, so you not wanting to support Bill Cosby is fine because you don't want to support, you know, financially someone who did so, such terrible things. And that's fine. But at the end of the day, the performance he put on his art, it doesn't it doesn't change the art because of who he is. And also, when you look at like the art, so when I was talking about like R. Kelly, R. Kelly lyrics and like his songs being problematic, if you look at Bill Cosby's stand up, that's where you see a lot of Bill Cosby as opposed to Bill Cosby, the actor. A lot of his stand up is problematic because Bill Cosby is a terrible person. But I, I feel like it, his art, The Cosby Show, was a performance. He did a performance. He did it well. And that was that art form. That was that performance. I don't think, I'm not arguing whether or not you should separate it. But what I am arguing is that the art form does not change because the person in the art is, is terrible or a not. A shitty person. It's a shitty person. It still doesn't change whether, because you're judging the art based on this is a good show. This is a good piece of painting. This is a good song. You know, your feelings may change later about the person who portrayed the art, but it doesn't change the art. And I, so I can then, see what you mean, Lindsay. Like it, it's it's a blurry situation. That's just. Well, I'm, not, I'm not even thinking about like that piece. I was thinking about more so the question and how you would respond to it. But go ahead, Paige. So then, does it come down to what the art is? where you can discount the person because it's like, okay, if I paint the landscape of Philadelphia, but you find out that I abuse my kids. Mm. So now, so, okay, well, we can still take it because it's just a picture of Philadelphia. But if I write a song about abusing my kids, now I get canceled? No, no. I think, so, I think America picks and chooses what to cancel and what not to cancel like there's no fine line like if I have a strong stance against abusing women right or child abuse and I will no longer now that I know the facts I will no longer listen to R. Kelly but it doesn't really rub me the wrong way as much with Bill Cosby you know what I mean I'm going to still watch the Cosby show. I'm still going to watch reruns if his stand-up comes on TV. Like, people pick and choose what bothers them and what doesn't. Like, there's no fine line as to, yes, you need to separate the art from the artist whether versus, no, you should not. You know what I mean? Like, so it's a hard argument to have because it's all personal opinion when it comes down to it. But yeah. I just voted Alex because based off of how she portrayed her argument made you question where my vote went yeah it it is a hard topic because you genuinely don't know like we could be rocking somebody's song right now today blasting at the highest levels not realizing that they're a terrible person you know what i'm saying like in a lot of instances we are no no no, we are we we are wholeheartedly like it's about who got caught and what got publicized, you know? And Lindsay saying? said that when she mentioned, like, this, it, it takes a scandal, basically, mm-hmm. for people to get outraged. Absolutely. Right. 
Right. And now one thing I will say from a personal standpoint, my argument aside that I, you know, didn't necessarily agree with my art, my argument was that, um, that it really is hard to separate the artist from the art because a lot of cases their art is influenced by who they are as a person. Their beliefs end up in, you know, intermingled, like you're, you're creating something. So to some degree, your bias is in there, what you feel about stuff is in there, how you kind of think about stuff is in, you know, in your song and your art. Um, mm -hmm. So in some instances, there, there is no separation, like your, your beliefs, your actions, how you feel, how you think, things are okay it gets put into how you behave in a show or how you believe in a song or how you sing a song or write a song or whatever the case is um and so some, some cases there is no separation your art is who you are um so, so sorry I, I didn't mean to cut you off I'm sorry no go ahead well I will, I am still kind of cut up on what Lindsay said and I agree that it's kind of there's like two ways to interpret the question yeah. which is the way I, the way my mind is done is, do you internalize the art in the artist, and do you respond to internalizing the art in the artist? Okay, and by response, I mean, let's use Chris Brown as an example. I am internalizing that he had an abuse case, and I'm responding by ignoring it and saying it doesn't matter. Are responding by saying it does matter to me. That's the response. But regardless of my response, I internalized it. And there's no way to not internalize the art and the artist. And to say that you don't care is still a decision on what you internalized. So I do feel like the question could be interpreted two different ways, but from that perspective, there is no way to separate the art from the artist because you can't prevent yourself from taking in that information. So when I went to Spain, I went to the Picasso Museum and it goes through his whole life. And my interpretation of his art at the end was completely different once I knew his history. Okay, so it was like, he was classically trained to do classic oil paintings, and that was 75% of his work. And he had to work his whole career to draw like a child. He worked backwards to that. And so when I got to that abstract art, I was like, wow, it's so interesting that you were this classically trained artist and then got to that point. And so it's like, that's an example how it's like, I'm internalizing this art differently because I knew who the artist was. And that's a lot of what museums do, right? They give you insight to who the artist is so that you can internalize that, that differently. Now to say, you know, Chris Brown had an abuse case, you know, R. Kelly, you know, Bill Cosby, and it didn't change your opinion, it's still, a result of how you internalize that information. You just chose not to care, but that doesn't mean that you're separating the two. It just means that one didn't negatively affect the other. So like, I'm, a, I'm of the opinion, like you can't separate them. You might not care, but you can't separate them. Also, if like, if you could separate them, why do people work so hard on branding? Mm -hmm. Like, why have a team on branding at all? if it doesn't matter. 
Like it matters because people are going to internalize everything. Mm-hmm. It's just and because you tend out. to like hmm? you tend to like people's work because you like them. It, so there's a there's like, a better uh, Christy go ahead. Um, no, I was just thinking out loud. Like with music in particular, it's like a it seems like a sense thing. So you listen for the longest, but you know how like if you're listening to a story or you're listening to a song, once you put that a face to mm-hmm. the words, it's hard to like unsee it then. Mm-hmm. So for instance, like an audio book, like once you put a face to that when a movie comes out or whatever, it's hard to then separate that. So I'm kind of wondering if like for music, that's why we do the same thing. Like we're listening to words and we may or may not be internalizing exactly what is being said. But then as soon as you put that face of the person who's done questionable actions, it's then hard to like pull those apart. Yeah. So so is a better question to ask is would you consider, will you continue to support this artist once you know their truth. Mm. Yeah. I wanna say, <laughs> I'm laughing at myself. So for age ain't nothing but a number, right? Perspective, like I was young, obviously when that came out. And so naively in my mind, I'm like thinking older, right? You know how people are like, oh, the a young woman, like maybe a 20-year-old get with like a 60-year-old man or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like my mind immediately went there. But again, now when you hear Who wrote the allegations, song? one, when you actually think about the fact that, yo, he married Aaliyah. And then two, when you think about like, when you hear all the other women come out um, and other girls and their families, like then that's what makes me go back and think like oh (laughs) you know Um, no I agree because I think like the meaning or the feeling of a song changes when you I think I changed my response I don't think you can separate I think I agree with Tenna because then when you think about um I forgot what the name of the song is but like my my mind's telling me no but my body's Mm -hmm. saying yes that could very well be an unproblematic statement but knowing R. Kelly and his history, it's very problematic. Like it didn't have to be a song that now kind of hinges on like consent. It could just be like, uh, I don't know, I feel like I shouldn't do this, but you know, my body's taking, you know, whatever the case is. It could be, you know, I somewhat eat this ice cream, but right. But no, well, maybe not the ice cream. But, <laughs> but it could be, it could have a level of innocence, but knowing who wrote it and who's singing it and knowing their backstory the innocence is kind of out the window now. Same thing with Age Ain't Enough But a Number. Knowing the backstory of who wrote that song, who produced that song, and, you know, them writing the song about their relationship, song's not so innocent anymore. But I think, I think these are specific examples, and it just so happens to associate with R. Kelly, right? But, like, what about someone who's a producer? What about Harvey Weinstein? You know what I mean? Like, what about those things where people are behind the scenes, and you're now no longer supporting other people involved in this project. 
you know what I mean? So like, okay, yes, it's different if it's just an R. Kelly song and all right, he part wrote it, he sang it, like I'm no longer listening to this. But like, what about when it's sh a show or what about when it's, because with the Cosby show, okay, yes, you canceled Bill Cosby, you canceled the Cosby show, but what about all those actors and actresses who were involved in this project? You know what I mean? And how much of an impact it had on other shows down the line, a different, different world. world, you know what I mean? Like Fresh Prince, like all of that trickled down from starting with Cosby Show, you know what I mean? So like, I know we wouldn't like necessarily cancel Different World and, and Fresh Prince, but I'm just saying like, what about those other people who are in the show with him? Felicia Rashad, um, Lisa Bonet, you know what I mean? Like all these other people are now being canceled as a result of Bill Cosby. And I don't think that's fair. Are they? Like, if networks, when, when Bill Cosby's situation yeah, first stopped. came out, other people, other networks stopped playing the Cosby show. So that means they stopped getting paid. Mm -hmm. The same thing happened with the Roseanne show. I forgot what comment oh, she made, yeah. but they had to write her out of her own show just so everybody else could go back not to getting just a stop check. watching the yeah, show. Yeah, instead exactly. of just canceling the show, they literally had to write her out of her own exactly. show. Exactly. Exactly. I didn't hear that one. They were talking about not just the actor, but like you started this back up, and so you got set people like cameraman, producer, director, mm -hmm. like all these. There's so people. many people eating off of <laughs> this one thing, and you have now tarnished and ruined all everyone else's situation. You know what I mean? Like, did these I still watch Cosby Show. It comes on. Um, it's on Amazon Prime, and I do still watch it when I'm bored and I have nothing to do. But it has nothing to do with Bill Cosby. It has everything to do with show. So I mean, I feel like there is some sort of separation. But again, like Tennis said, it is a decision. Like I recognize that Bill Cosby is not a great person, but at the same time, I am making the decision to still watch the show because I like the show. Michael and I like Jackson. In the show. Michael Ooh. Jackson. Mm. People still listen to Michael Jackson, but you go, <laughs> you know. He's, so yeah. Lindsay, yeah. were you saying something? Uh, don't know. Um, so you somebody brought up Roseanne, I and did. that's something I wanted to touch on because Roseanne didn't. And she did say some crazy stuff, but we also were kind of side-eyeing her when she started to talk about politics. Um, so that was another thing that I wanted to touch on because we find out a lot of artists' beliefs, which are not necessarily morally wrong, but it's like, oh, you supported this presidential candidate. Now I can't rock with you. So exactly. my question is like, how how far and what does it take for you? to continue to consume someone's art when you know what they've done or what they believe because we all eat Chick-fil-A and we know what they believe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. but that's, okay, so for me- I have no comment on Chick-fil-A. Yeah, so, so for me, <laughs> it's like, rather than, I just acknowledge that my scales are uneven in the sense yeah. that like, I don't know what is going to touch me and bother me. It is uneven, it's unfair. Somebody could do one thing and I'm like, Ooh, don't up with them. Someone could do like a parallel, slightly different thing. And I'm just like, eh, NDD. 
And I think that like there is so many options that you can choose to be inconsistent. If that makes any sense. Like you don't have to worry about keeping your scales even when you have a plethora of choices, plethora of music to listen to, TV shows to watch, whatever. It's like, if it was that important to you, you'd make an exception. And if it's not important to you, then you're going to go in on it, right? Like that's basically how it works. And I just know I'm uneven. I think it would be virtually impossible for me to only support good, decent people because there's just a limited amount of good, decent people. And that's just my personal beliefs. Like, yes, I eat at the Chinese spot up the street. I don't know their beliefs. I don't even ask their beliefs. I just want my sushi and I want it a certain way. You know what I'm saying? And so like, if I I feel like that's just a, a very deep and, and unreasonable rabbit hole to travel down to police my own life just to make sure that you know I'm not supporting foolishness. There's a lot of people around here, and 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 it doesn't have to be art. Uh, down here, there is a uh, famous furniture store. Uh, the man who runs the furniture store was originally a drug dealer. You know what I'm saying? If you didn't know that, you wouldn't believe it. And you was it, it's the best furniture in town. You know what I'm saying? So am I going to hold him accountable for what he did 50 years ago? Probably not. I, I don't I don't know what the people of Honda believe either. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm not going and teaching these things. I'm just consuming a product. We also have way more access to people's beliefs than we ever have. So people, you know, people are getting, you know, canceled or whatever the case for stuff they're saying on Twitter stuff they got said you know on a phone call or whatever which I mean does not negate whether it's bad or not but I think it makes it way more difficult because we we get so much information from people about what they think or what they said and all these things so it I think that's why it gets difficult of like who you support who you don't support all these things and I don't know it's it's just it's a lot people say dumb stuff every day and there's levels to it I mean I guess with with when you um, mentioned like Chick-fil-A or like a corporation or a company, like whoever runs it, say they are racist as hell, but you still eating a chicken or you still buying their toilet paper or you still eating their ice cream. You know what I mean? Like there are so many large companies and I'm not calling anyone specifically out because I know the confusion in your faces. I'm just throwing out examples, but like, say it was Unilever in what's the name's album. We heard the history of Unilever. What, whose album was that? Um, what's his name? The Nigerian guy. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about? No clue. One of our listeners knows what I'm talking about. No Jadena maybe or Burna Boy one of them on their album the intro of one of the songs it was giving the history of Unilever and do you know how many things Unilever makes but guess what we still support them you know what I mean and they got a shaky past and probably have a shaky present but that doesn't make you stop buying Dove products that doesn't make you stop buying Swap or whoever, you know what I mean, the falls under Unilever. Like there's so many things where there are companies or artists or whatever, where 
their hand touches so many things that you can't necessarily separate the two. You know what I mean? Like I am no longer supporting Procter and Gamble. And yet your toilet tissue is being produced by Procter and Gamble or Tide laundry detergent. That's your favorite laundry detergent, but you still Amazon. put money in their pocket. Amazon. You know what I mean? Like how many things does Amazon touch, whether you know it or not? So I don't know. It's it's hard to do that separation. It's hard to like take a black and white stance on this topic, regardless. That's my two cents. Anybody have anything else to add? Oh, we wanted to talk about Dave Chappelle, didn't we? Dave MFMPL. Yeah. Who got so a comment on Dave Chappelle? There's been a big uproar because he made some comments about the LGBTQ community, I think specifically um, trans, um, transgendered people. And I'm not going to quote it because I don't remember exactly what he said, but basically there have been people talking about either having Netflix pull the documentary or boycotting Netflix because he said what he said. Mm -hmm. I can give a synopsis of what he said if you go ahead. So uh, the, the comments last joke was about the baby and he was like, he was saying something to more the lines of, you know, the gay community was cool with the baby until he said something against them, not realizing that this man has literally shot and killed a person at Walmart. So it's okay to kill people, but it's not okay to speak negatively of a, a, a particular community. Uh, one thing that I found interesting, I have not seen the special. Um, I'm not shocked by it. Dave Chappelle does this just so we could do what we do right now, talk about Dave Chappelle. But a week after he said what he said, a flurry of things happened and showed that he was kind of on the path of being right. Because John Gruden, I'm sure none of you keep up with football, but John Gruden is the coach, well, was the coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. John Gruden, the NFL was investigating Dan Snyder, who is the owner of the Washington football team for allegations against the cheerleaders. And in their investigation, they found a bunch of racist, homophobic, uh, anti-feminist. I mean, my boy went on a tirade and he, he hit everybody, as somebody said. He insulted everybody. They knew about the racist emails. Players have complained about this man, in particular racism, for years since 2011. He was the coach of Tampa Bay. Players have complained about him. He went to be the coach of uh, the Raiders. Players have complained about his racism for years. It was not until he spoke against a particular community with particular advocates that he got fired. And let me let you know, he was fired within eight to 24 hours of those comments being made public. And that was that. that's how I took Dave Chappelle's point. Dave Chappelle's point, and other people have made the point, Certain communities are protected and black people don't make that list. Black people will never make that list one. And so like, I have had this, I've, I've personally, and I'm shoot me whatever, but I've had these feelings about black people and other communities 
Jewish communities, gay communities, whatever, like black people fall at the bottom of the totem pole for that. You know what I mean? And so for him to like joke around and be like, let us in, let us know what we need to do because hello, the, the, as far as they've come in this short period of time in comparison to African-American history, you know what I mean? Like y'all good. Okay. But when it comes to black people, we just looked at the same way, regardless. You can make jokes, you can make comments, you can make whatever about black people, but you might get a slap on the wrist and say, you're not supposed to do that, but you're not about to lose your job. You're not about to lose endorsements. You're not about to, you know what I mean? Like the impact that it would have if you made those types of comments when it comes to talking about the LGBTQ community or talking about Jewish people, I'm thinking about Nick Cannon and how they came at his neck for just saying that Black people are original Israelites or whatever his comment was. You know what I mean? Like they were coming for him. And if you make certain comments like that, like whether it was intended to be negative or not, mm-hmm. you will, they will check the deuces at you quickly. And it's Please. all about who runs, who runs stuff. It's about who having the, the right advocates in the right spot. Like there is not one person I'm lying. There is only one organization that has said something or moved against the gay community and survived. And we mentioned them earlier. It's Chick-fil-A. Nobody else, nobody else has said anything and walked off and got away with it. Everybody else has had what some kind of say about the gay community that is what what did they say? I'd have to go back and check. It was a big funk. You know what I mean? Like, and what I'm saying, I only say this because I know that is a constant, either don't support Chick-fil-A if you're in the gay community or they don't like gay people or whatever the, the stigma is. But I personally don't know what it is. So that's why I'm asking like, okay, what did they do to that community that, they're on shaking even today he's a you know a christian man and so there's those beliefs regarding sexuality and um partner preference you know how people compare to and i know they they gave money as well but i just i want to make a clarification real quick um dave Chappelle's show was probably like 30 or 40% about the trans community. So I don't think that what he said about the baby is what got him in trouble. I was gonna ask what it was the trans comment. I haven't seen it. the special. It was the I was gonna comment. ask so, who knew what that was. Cause that's it, what he was getting in trouble. Yes, can I, and, and this is where I wanna chime in. So the, the special <laughs> basically, basically there's two things. There's a one thing he said that basically the trans community is untouchable. But why he said he doesn't like the trans community is because for a group that is so oppressed, they don't have empathy for the Black community. And so his example was that um, really he hates white people. That's how he concluded the special. Mm -hmm. And he said that I don't hate trans people, I hate white people. And he said that trans people basically will act like an oppressed individual until they have the opportunity to act white again. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, if you are white and trans, then yeah, I probably hate you, but it's because you're, I hate white people. Right. That's how he concluded the special. 
and people focused on the trans piece and completely glazed over the fact that this man literally was like, I hate, I hate white, white people. people. Not equivocally, right? It was, and, uh, and not just that, but he also concluded it by saying that one of his good friends was a trans woman and who had passed away and he completely supports, not completely supports, but, you know, supported them and donated money to their daughter and is in support of the trans community ultimately and so it's like nobody talks about any of that they just talk about him making fun of how he used to think or talking about what tina just said right so so i use the example of like john john is a redskins fan do or die because john didn't understand what i was saying and i said if somebody said I hate racist Redskins fans. They're the stupidest people on earth. He would ignore the racists mm-hmm. and hear the Redskins. <laughs> that's the part he identifies with. Mm-hmm. And he would be like, that person hates me because I'm a Redskin fan. Mm-hmm. So if, when he says, I hate all white people, and if you're a white transgender person, then yes, I hate you too. People took the one word. Now, if I were to play devil's advocate, The reason why I can see why the trans community could be upset is because it was a very surface level interpretation of the trans community experience in the sense that, yes, the baby gets canceled and he can't go perform at shows, but there are actual trans people living their day-to-day life in danger, physically and emotionally. And the baby getting canceled has nothing to do with their experience. Mm-mm. And having friends that are transgender and knowing what they're going through um, and knowing that they do end up in unsafe situations and that people do get killed because they're transgender, I could see how that community is just like, it's kind of like with this Black Lives Matter movement, and then it's like, hey, stop killing Black people. And then Band-Aids is like, I made you some brown Band-Aids. And it's like, you're missing the point. Mm-hmm. So for them, Dave Chappelle to be like, all these comedians get canceled. All these artists get canceled. It's like, you're right. But there's still people dying. So I can see how, like, I can see how the, some people who are just living regular lives, like, it doesn't matter if comedians get canceled and you're belittling the level of discrimination to just say trans community got it good because if you're a celebrity, you can't talk about them. So one thing though that I think that he closed with was the fact that like when you're ready to come to the table and discuss these issues, like the fact that I don't know. I guess I didn't see. Anyway, uh, he was also providing an invitation to come to the table to discuss these things. And what people are proving is that it's like, no, we don't want to discuss all disparities. We want to pick and choose which ones we yep, want. Which to ones discuss. to talk about. Yeah. And so he's inviting, even though he did say, like, if you listen, you hear that I hate white people even with that he's saying like 
you know, white people, because he has white friends. <laughs> like, so it's like, if you're ready to come to the table to like discuss these things in a um, humane manner, then we can. But until then, like, I'm just gonna disregard them. Yeah, but that's a one-way conversation. That is a gaslighting approach to be like, I'm going to have a whole comedy special mm -hmm. addressing you. And if you would like to come have a conversation, let's do that. It's like, have a conversation with who, where, and how. But, but he's been, he's been setting this up. Like, I know people are focusing on this one special, but the last few specials he's done, even during the pandemic, like he's been talking like the one after George Floyd's death that wasn't even meant to be like it was meant to be realistic comedic you know what I mean like it was having a discussion um or talking about an instance or an event that's happened and like anyway whatever it like these these his last like two specials leading up to this one have been kind of like setting up like talking about um racial disparities and i don't know i know there's mixed views on dave Chappelle. like i i think i personally respect him because i feel like the way the way he brings things to the table to me are like blatantly honest like there's plenty of people who um who don't know like a lot of us are ignorant about uh ignorant to other people's um harsh realities you know or or um difficulties they go to just because we may not experience it in our daily lives but what do you do with that ignorance like do you turn it into hate towards or do you actually ask questions and try to understand. Like, I guess that's where I thought he was going with like, I'm here, like, this is what I feel, like, let's talk or whatever. It doesn't even have to be to him. Like, let's talk to me. I think it's like, if you with have him, the conversation, don't talk about it in general because one side or another is gonna have to own up to what was done in the past like we don't have these discussions just in general not everybody i have so like that's what is an invitation to um i have two things at what point because now you're trying to cancel me for what i was paid to do like i'm a comedian i'm going to tell jokes yeah a joke may hit you if you you click on the special right that was a choice to click on and watch but clearly you're coming here to laugh. Will something hit you? Might. But it's a it was a comedy show. Like, and I the second thing is I'm glad Netflix did not cancel it because it's becoming where it's just like now we can't talk about anything. Like everybody is so sensitive and like somebody may say, Well, would you laugh if they made a joke about a black person? If it's true, probably well, if it's funny. <laughs> if it's funny, it's funny. Am I going to say, oh, my God, he was talking about uh, Black people's hair and how sometimes he was he had a Black girlfriend couldn't get the comb through. Like, am I now going to be like, oh, sorry, cancel? 
Like, I don't know. It's, it's just becoming a lot. Even when people are digging up what people said previously before, like, the LGBT community thing. Like, you, brought, you went all the way back five or six years to something I said, so I can't grow, I can't learn, I can't do these things. I don't know. Oh, like people digging up old tweets. Yeah. 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 I agree I think those. that's right. But let's also be one. clear. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, let's also be clear about the fact that Dave Chappelle has done that. Like, he has talked about Black people crazy. Yeah. That was the significant... I, I'm not a Chappelle fan. I'm not against Chappelle. Chappelle's just never been funny to me. I didn't watch Chappelle's show. I've seen clips right. of it. But, I, I mean, that was the basis of the Chappelle show, was him making fun of black people mm-hmm. i mean and i know he's a black man but i mean that was the basis of Chappelle's show so none of that is new that's what Chappelle has always done mm-hmm. i again i didn't see the special i'm not a Chappelle fan i don't particularly like Chappelle's comedy so i'm not gonna watch it because he's not funny to me anyway so i, I kind of see what you're saying Lindsay. like you know you make a conscious decision to watch Chappelle and then not like what Chappelle says but at the same time I have seen a couple of Chappelle's recent specials and this is nothing new. Chappelle's right. been doing this for the past three years. His mm-hmm. last Netflix specials have and been the same about, thing. He talks about everybody. It's he does. Like, like, like this is what he's been doing for the past four somebody. specials. Like, yeah. And Just I don't, don't know. Watch like, him. I guess specifically with comedy, I'll say this. Like for me, specifically with comedy, if it is a comedy special, if it is a comedian talking shit, like, that is what they are supposed to do they are supposed to pick fun at whomever like i'm not supposed to say oh well you guys are sensitive so i'm not going to make fun of you when it's funny shit to talk about you know what i mean and i think that's the issue with today like nobody can make jokes nobody can pick fun at certain groups of people but it's always okay to throw shade at black people and everybody can find it funny and no one would get canceled for it because that's just comedy you know what i mean like you can't have that vision or that view for one particular topic or one particular group and not for others. And that's that's what I don't like about this cancel culture. Like they pick and choose what's not okay and what is okay. Like stop canceling shit. Like if it's not funny, okay. And if people, now there are lines that you don't cross, but like, again, like I said, but specifically with comedy, like, I mean, if it's not funny, then I'm going to turn it off and go watch something else. You know what I mean? Like I'm not going to go continue to sit there and watch it, but whatever. Yeah. So I thought I thought the special was funny, and my first I watched it because I wanted to see what was the big deal. Uh-huh. And when I finished mm-hmm. watching it, I literally was still like, "What's the big deal? What's, What's the, the big deal? deal? Yeah. Don't get it." If but, I think if you watch it looking to be offended, like you that. If you got offended, you went there to be offended and waited yes. to be offended. But if you listen to the underlying message, you said nothing wrong, wrong. in my opinion. Yes, but the one the one cap the one caveat that I mentioned before that I want to say again is that Dave Chappelle's community is getting exposure to transgender issues through the things he sheds light on. Okay. And he is minimizing by calling the transgender an untouchable protected community. You are really minimizing how many people people really go through. 
thank you. The issues that people yeah. really go through. And that yeah. has weight, that has power, because if that's not something that you're into researching, not something that you're into learning about, you watch the Dave Chappelle special, and it's just like, points were made, and the shit was funny. I laughed, okay? But then if you're like, you know what? The transgender community is untouchable and protected. That is false and dangerous. But should but, this okay. be used to start a conversation, or should it just be like, oh, well, that's a point, and then it ends? Well, it, 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 I think that their, his comedy is fun because, funny because it's true. That's why you right. laugh, right? right? It's funny because it's true. But to present a very sliver of the truth to an audience who he knows is not educated. Is irresponsible. Is irresponsible. But, 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 let me just throw this out there because there is a thing called Fox News and there is a community of people who are uneducated yeah. and will only solely get their news from Fox News or CNN or whatever. And you're only focused on whatever they're portraying as the message. You know what I mean? Like that goes into anything. It's not just this one special from Dave Chappelle, how albeit irresponsible, but like that can be in any form or fashion like if I'm only getting information from Fox News and I want to argue you up and down about the Taliban or excuse me not the Taliban Muslims in general and my source of information is Fox News this is going to be a very shitty conversation you know what I mean like so it's not all the weight and all the responsibility cannot just be on him like that's not only his fault so I get it but at the same time I don't because there are other platforms that people, the same thing can happen. So grow some balls and move on. I, I think, Jesus, I think, uh, <laughs> I think this is good. also, every industry is a demand-based industry. And if you ask anybody about the most famous joke from his last special, they're gonna tell you it's the one about the gay community. So there's no way he wasn't gonna double down. Like that's why people went back and watched the last one. There's no way he wasn't going to come back and double down on this one. He spent, I don't know, I'm just guesstimating five minutes on y'all last time and y'all went into that much of an uproar. Guess what? You won yourself 20 minutes this time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a demand-based thing. Like, whatever the funniest joke was before, i.e. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart made funny jokes about his family. Now everybody's interested. The next whole special all about his family and his divorce. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's when you were funny. So I see why he did it. I mean, but I don't know. I still haven't watched it. I'm gonna have to go watch that. I'm, I'm gonna have to go watch it on you. I haven't watched it because y'all said go watch you. I'm on season one <laughs> at the very end. So oh, don't right. watch season three. It's not good, Tim. My brother said it was good. Episode. Look at Paige. Paige's face says no. My brother Man. said it was real good. He he want me to hurry up. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's just the world has just become a lot. It is. And yeah. for a personal, uh, my personal thing, will I shake my finger if the artist is bad? Yes. If the song, movie, something comes on, then you gonna shake it like this? Will I, <laughs> I probably will. Um. <laughs> But that's just me. I was thinking when we were talking about R. Kelly, 
I was thinking, I was like, not only would you have to go through his stuff, now you got to see what he wrote, produced, like, there's a lot. Ron Kelly wrote one of my... R. Kelly wrote one of my all-time favorite songs, and I'm just going to have to deal with that. What? Sing it. What Maxwell is? Fortunate, he wrote that. Like, are you... Like, when people cancel it, cancel people, are they just using the word? Because it's no... A lot of these people, there's no way you can just, like... Right. Really cancel them for real. That's my point. I will not play Step in the Name of Love on my own. However... However... At the function, you go step. No, I might not get up in the middle of the floor and step, but I'm gonna be rocking in my seat. That's me dipping in my chair. Right. Right. (laughs) I don't even want to play it. Anything else to add? Thank you so much, Alex and Lindsay. This was a wonderful discussion. And this concludes another episode of Is a Debate podcast. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can also listen to us everywhere that podcasts are available. Check us out on Instagram. Are we on Twitter? Not Twitter. We're not on Twitter. We might need to be if Facebook and Instagram shut down again. Okay. We're not on Stitcher because I told somebody we're available everywhere. We're not on Stitcher. We're on Stitcher. Okay. What is they use Stitcher? Okay, we're available on Apple and Spotify. What is Stitcher? And YouTube for the visual. (laughs) And YouTube. (laughs) Bye. Follow my personal page. I'm just kidding. You can see.